0: Hello. Um, I'm here to. Well, this is hard. I am going through a very crazy time at work, and that's what I came on here to talk about. And it's going to be messy because I am not in this. Like I feel so great and connected to the world and my guides in this beautiful, magical way. I see that and. So here's my intentions. And if they call to you and speak to you, you're welcome to linger. To share exactly where I'm at as a way to show you how presencing can be so healing, just to accept the shittiness, if I can use that term, of what's happening right now. To take the time to acknowledge and feel the emotions of what's coming up. And from there three, like starting to move through the, I guess it's not even move through, it's being in observer mode, especially when things feel extra hard, um, because it can be very easy to dissociate or suppress, ignore, camouflage. And it takes a lot of courage to be with uh, the challenging aspects of being a human. So with that, um, what made my week so shitty is that in the last week, 10 days, it's been running for a little longer. There's been a huge pitch at work. I do consulting in my day job, which meant, Oh, there's this request for this proposal and let's all bring it together, this team to work on it. And I was kind of one of the main organizing functions, so to speak. And I'm like, consider me middle management, senior manager, trying to bring together different partners in the firm with all kinds of expertise. And it's like more and more things are being thrown at me, like bring this person and bring that person and talk to this person. They have a point of view on this. And suddenly I am in five to seven different calls, trying to understand these different points of view, very much ending up in the, we could be uh, in a... You may have heard this phrase of too many cooks in the kitchen. And how do you then come up with something that's synthesized and makes sense and tells a story, even though there are not just so many people being consulted, but there are so many people actively involved in this deck. And so we, when I say deck, like a presentation in PowerPoint, I may use some consulting lingo in here. And um, if something doesn't make sense, let me know. (laughs) Um yeah so from there i was definitely starting to feel my overwhelm like ratchet up significantly and i was in it very much kicked brought a part of me forward that needs to do it all figure it all out be perfect save everyone cuz so many people were confused and like going in different directions, and then how do we bring them together? And everyone else seemed so distracted, so someone needs to keep their focus on this. And I had other people on my team helping me, um, who I could delegate to, and still I was just in this. It's like, um, if you see these to- toys that you wind up, like you can turn a key or a knob and like it gets tighter and tighter and goes and it (laughs) runs or walks or whatever. I think that key was tightening so much and I was like just working in that way and at the same time had other work and that was getting delayed, ignored and I wasn't even in a place to say you know what, I think we should get even more help than the help we already brought on, because I think that timeline's in danger. I was in such a fight or flight mode that I couldn't even see it. I couldn't even get myself to say anything. I was feeling so like, I just need to like, even though it looked like I was doing so much, I was kind of in a freeze response, I would say. And um I think this all came to a head about like a week ago where I hop onto this call, we're going to walk through this, the latest version of the deck with a few partners. And it became pretty obvious in the first 10-15 minutes that there were two partners who were very misaligned with what needed to happen in that meeting. One person's there saying, well, we have this interim meeting on Monday with someone and we need to have a whole different like set of slides for that. And um, I hadn't been able to catch my primary partner who I've been collaborating with to be sort of a decision maker for a few days and just frustrated enough already with that and trying to keep things going, you know, um, very much replicating versions of childhood where, okay, if things are chaotic and messy, I just have to do it all. I have to take care of it myself. I don't I don't need to bother anyone else because um, I can do it all. And that's kind of the position I've often been in. And I tend to keep attracting then chaotic environments where I have to take care of it all, AKA my job right now. So um, yeah, and so in the moment, as I'm just kind of zooming da- in and slowing down into what felt so stressful in the moment was um, one principle of partner saying, okay, well, I need to see the slides for this Monday meeting. And like, where's the agenda? And like, was trying to talk me through, here's the, like, we need to have an agenda that says one, two, three. And I'm here thinking, okay, we have some of that content we could go to. And the other partner um, who I primarily collaborate with is saying, oh, I don't think we're really far off. Like that's there in this upfront section in this presentation And I'm sitting there feeling pulled in two different directions, feeling like, wait, that person's asking for this. This person's saying we have this. I'm feeling a whole third thing. Like, I think you need something else. And like, also dealing with the whole stress of, oh, we completely like missed this. Like, should we have done this differently? But then partner one should have told us beforehand that he was looking for this. And partner two was MIA for the last few days who have been trying to catch for a while. So anyway, in the moment, I just like, at some point, partner two cut me off and said, okay, so here's what I'm hearing you say. And as I'm trying to salvage this conversation and say like, okay, wait, understanding partner one isn't so much tr- stress. Um, Like definitely brought up my savior parts and definitely then brought in this. Okay, I don't, I don't know how to save partner one and partner two at the same time, I think was the biggest tension at that moment. Like I will need to invalidate what partner two said in order to agree with partner one's point of view and then come up with something else. And so I like, just remember being in this, like, like I can feel that, I don't know, like the stress rising up into my body, into my throat and like, Mm um feeling very put on the spot like okay you don't have an answer and i'm really unhappy and stressed and a part of me wanting to help and do my job and a part of me feeling like oh i need to help and save you from feeling all these feelings and that latter la- that latter part was not really needed like we all deserve to feel our feelings even if it's we're stressed out or needing help like we all deserve the right to feel our feelings and we pull someone out of their process when we don't let them feel or try to save them right away which is certainly a thing we have to always practice with our kids is not save them right away and let them experience their life mm, um so that was really hard. And the way I handled that in the moment was, um I think I texted my team. I think I, my, like the partner two did a takeover in the call and started to try and like ideate. So what I'm hearing is this, and maybe we use these sets of slides we used a long time ago. And that started to get a little bit of head nodding from partner one. And this was very much between the two of them and somehow I was there getting dragged into it all like, okay, if you guys didn't align, then now's a good time to start aligning. But at the same time, I was so upset that I couldn't do what I, like I couldn't be helpful. I'm still trying to pinpoint fully what was it that triggered me so much in the moment. And I keep coming back to this tension of not being able to save two people at once and address what they need. Um, really put me in a hard place. And so I just, I got upset. I started feeling teary. I tried to hold it together for about 10, 15 more minutes. And then I said, you know what, not worth it. Went off camera, allowed myself to cry, like on mute as well. And um I can smile about it now. Because, uh, uh, But at the moment, I think I called my husband and tried to talk to him for a few minutes and walked away from the call. And then we're sitting there, partner two needs to drop off, partner one, we're like, okay, it sounds like this is the kind of presentation you need for Monday. This is like Friday, 10 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. at this point. How about we take some time and create these set of slides and come back to you? And partner one says, well, I'm happy to hang out over here and you can call on me whenever you need. Like, I think he was in enough stress that he was not ready to yeah, let go and was very much in a, I feel like I've lost control. So I need to control the situation by staring at all of you <laughs> on Zoom, which was making for a very productive conversation. Um And I did the difficult thing of pretty much staying off camera. I still ignored the call for probably 10 minutes while a teammate of mine, the partner were trying to figure something out and they got a little stuck after a while. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. And it's really hard to take the time out to take care of yourself emotionally when you feel like so much is riding on you. And that can keep you in a very hard stuck place of being constantly burnt out and not being able to sustain yourself spiritually and emotionally and physically. I was really tired already at that point and... um And what happened after that is I eventually wiped my tears, breathed deeply, and tried to make the best of a very hard situation. It was great great that I had people to help who were on board. Eventually got partner one to hop off the call, thankfully. And um, partner two came back on, discussed. Eventually, we and I just chose to be off camera the whole day where possible because I felt very triggered by partner one and his ask and me not having an answer that I just like let my team take over running a call whenever he hopped on. But we were on a call pretty much on and off the whole day till 4 or 5 p.m. And I was grateful that at the end, somewhere between four and five, I got to have a little more relaxed, lighter conversation with my team where we were all spacing out a bit because we were all tired. So why did I share all of that? that? Um, I think one, to pre- presence, how challenging and how difficult. And that was not even the most difficult part in the past week. It was a very memorable, emotionally stands out to me moment. But after that, even the rest of the week, so I'm recording this on a f- the next Friday. And that from Monday meeting that we all prep for didn't happen, <laughs> of course. And then we were scrambling to get this big proposal ready, which meant so many long hours. I must have slept four or five hours a day at best. And at the same time, and was working pretty much throughout. I had performance review deadlines on Wednesday and another client deck to you for review internally, which I was then really scrambling on. And and on that, another partner pulled in someone else to help me out, which parts of me received that as I wasn't doing a good enough job. So here you are pulling in some extra help. And I just am acknowledging that, like, I want to also show you all that as I'm very much in the thick of the pain, some of the edge has rubbed off but a lot of it is still very raw and real that acknowledging the shittiness of everything can really be healing because you're not running away you're not dissociating you're not ignoring suppressing and i will say the way i recovered this weekend was a fair bit of screen time for myself and maybe not as much sleep as i could have gotten but i where i could i napped on friday afternoon this week. So this is a week from the last Friday with the dramatic two partners clashing with each other meeting. Um, but I still had a lot of home things to do and take care of and I try to find my moments to rest. And I know many of you might be in situations where you can't really like take a break or slow down and somehow find the time to feel differently and I invite you to find those brief moments, like brief moments, like me even reflecting in this way with you all, or me even writing a sentence in my notes when I'm like, oh, this thought is running in my head or, oh, I'm really feeling this. Like today, hopping onto calls, I was so demotivated and so not interested in like contributing and... um um, I don't know, even doing my job felt really hard and I even felt a sense of nausea at some point, like, okay, like, will I be valued or will my voice matter in this meeting? Cause I didn't feel like I did a great job on this project and there's some other people able to pull these things forward. Cause my other pro- proposal was such a car crash situation at some point. Um, And I think the invitation has been here for me to feel all of this, to be with those thoughts, to notice that that's a story. And that's not, no one came and said, you're doing a terrible job. That's me feeling that, me feeling a certain sensation in my body and making that mean that I'm not doing good enough. So I'm here to rewrite some of those stories of I can feel really shitty and uncomfortable. I can hate what I'm doing. I can like some parts of it. I can feel all the stress and pressure of expectations on me. And I don't have to make that mean that I'm not living up to someone's expectations. I am disappointing them. Sure, I might be disappointing them. But am I disappointing me at the end of the day? I'm doing the best I can. And so I'm taking this time to affirm that for myself by... And this is what I meant by observer mode—that there is so much, there is so much power when you can step back, even for a moment, and really see this situation. A practice that my um, dear friend, who I co-channel with a beautiful group of friends every week, and hoping to meet in person hoping to, no, we are definitely meeting in person later this year. Like we've made the plans. And um, one idea that they suggested, she suggested was, oh, why don't you look at all the people who are triggering you at work and like channel, like what is their soul level at? If you're familiar with Ainsley McLeod's books and work, the old soul's guidebook, I believe is where he talks about this the most. Um, He talks about, like, as you go through many incarnations, you move through certain levels. And some part of me doesn't love, like, a hierarchy of souls, because we're all at the end of the day, energetic, magical beings. And at the same time, it's, there is definitely something to, like, what we experience at work and in school is you... You learn something and when you're done learning that you're aiming to learn something else. And so the same thing applies for souls. And once you move through their ten levels, as per Ainsley, as he's channeled it, and you're you have different soul objectives if you move from level to level. And it was really fascinating. I had resistance to this. Like I'm like, how is that going to make a difference? And I don't even like the whole leveling concept. Like that's just too Like hierarchy gets very mixed in with patriarchy in my mind and too divisive. And yet when I played with that practice, it was really surprising how it felt very right in my body when I would get a sense of someone's soul level. And then from there, oh, that makes sense. Like this is what they're aiming for, their goals are versus me where I'm just like, (laughs) parts of me are very tired of the human experience. And that can be a sign of being an old soul. I don't know if my identity is super attached to that. I do know that my identity is very attached to bringing through whatever magic has unexpectedly shown up as being a psychic and a reader and a healer. Those things deeply speak to me and feels like it can make a difference for others and for me. Um, So I say all of that, that there are many ways to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And for me, this practice has been surprisingly helpful. I would just jot down a few notes in my notes app as I take a few minutes break between calls. And even while working from 6 a.m. to well beyond midnight with just breaks for school drop off meals and maybe some light cooking at best. That was a lot of takeout in the last week. Um, It is a hard week and I've usually hidden these, like some people and friends around me have known when I've had busy weeks, but I was very often in this victimy. like just, I would have went about how many hours or how long I worked and that's it. And here I am taking much more proactive, like how can I feel responsible for my thoughts and feelings at this time and keep moving forward? Not in a, I need to push through and par through always, but kind of, kind of, it's there. So i just taking a moment to integrate all of that for myself, just sharing that while I've not reached this, like I've shifted my subconscious beliefs and thoughts completely through hypnosis or inner child reimagining. I've done different little practices as they've come up. I definitely called on my inner child and let her out of the cages of feeling trapped and stuck as a kid. Um, Because there's definitely all of that energy coming back up feeling trapped and stuck at work. In this situation, I say that at the end of the day, if you can truly find a space where you can be with what's happening and acknowledge all of it in a journal, in your notes, as you share with a friend, if you record a video like I just did, um, that that's you telling the universe that I'm present and I'm here for this and I'm open to whatever possibilities can emerge from me being here within and being observant of what feels like a yes to keep in your life and what feels like a no to let go of. Not just practically in terms of a type of project, as I'm feeling right now, but emotionally and spiritually. Like, I don't want to feel certain feelings or experience these thoughts and stories that are keeping me stuck. And so I invite you to decree that with me if there's something that is causing you a lot of heartache, And weighing on you. Like are you truly ready to let go of that. And open up to a different story. A thought process and a belief. That there's more possible. And good things can happen. And support can come in. And things can feel. Less strenuous and chaotic and frenzied. But more peaceful and flowy and magical. So with that. Um. Open to hearing your reflections as always. Thank you for receiving. Sending all so much love.